And welcome to another episode of the Because Football Podcast. This is your host, Coach Andrew, and today we have a very special guest calling to us live from Nairobi, Kenya in East Africa. Today our guest is David Magoma Onyango. David is the founder and CEO of the Showcase Africa, uh, showcase scouting tournaments for football players. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure to have you. And I'm really looking forward to chatting more about your work with with the Showcase Africa. But but first, I'm really curious, could you tell me about some of your first experiences as a child playing football? Uh, senior age, when I was in primary school, and uh, the, 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 the school were to pay me school fees in high school also. I mm, played okay. football and... Uh, yeah, so I was scouted by Gormaya when I was 17 years old in uh, in the high school ball games. From there, I played for Gormaya Football Club in Kenya for two years season. And uh, I was long being that I, did, I was not getting a good playing time. I was loaned to another club called Moroni Youth where I went there and played for like six months and I was, I, I had I had a good form and the Gormaya uh, let me come back again to the club. And when I was in Gormaya in 2019, in Qatar, and uh, I played for Ansad as well for one season. Okay. It, by then Ansad was in division uh, two in Qatar. And uh, from there, after playing for uh, Al-Sad, I was called for a national team call-up. And uh, I got an injury whereby mm. it took me long to heal. And being that we've got challenges in, in, uh, in Kenya, where players, as no, they don't have uh, a medical insurance mm. themselves if they got an injury. This has been a challenge to us, more so football players from Kenya, you see, where if you got an injury, you treat yourself, there's no any medical cover for you. So this has led me to quit my career as a football player at early age, mm. where I was not even willing to live as uh, left uh, my career when I was still uh, at, uh, at at early age, I, I had dreamed to achieve. I had to play in the greatest club in Europe, you see. And mm-hmm. it has happened that way. So, Andrew, I never wanted to leave or get out from the sport industry. And uh, uh, I had joined uh, the Sokes company in, uh, in uh, Spain whereby I was uh, as their scout in, in Kenya. I used to scout players, best players in, in, in Kenya and uh, in East Africa, whereby my role was to take them to, to the event, to the trial event in Madrid. Mm. But we had, I had a challenge whereby the players are very good and uh, talented but they are poor, they can't afford air ticket, they can't afford visa for their trials. Mm-hmm. 
I had tried to talk with the sport ministry here, tried to talk with the companies to at least sponsor two or three players. But it didn't happen because they feel like it's the club that should pay for them the ticket and the visa. Right. And uh, what we know or what uh, I know from Kenya in general is that we, as the leaders of sport in, in, in Kenya, we don't give exposure to the young talented players. We don't want to invest on them. This is why we have a challenge of even uh, winning the AFCON Cup, Africa Cup of Nation, you see. Because you find here, Andrew, in Kenya, uh, we have got quality talent players. But we, 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 we identify them if they are somehow hold. They find instead of identify a player when he's 15, 12 years, 21, mm -hmm. uh, the scouts, they only notice a player when he's 26 years old or 27. <laughs> and at that age, you find Mbappe is 23 years old or 21 and he's playing right. top league and he's mm -hmm. known in the world. Where, when do you think these kind of players will reach or will achieve their dreams. No one will recognize them. No one will know that there's a good player in, in Kenya. Mm -hmm. So this came to my mind and all these challenges. And I told the, the guys that, guys, I want to start my own project, my own social enterprise company sure. in Kenya that is called the Sokes Africa whereby the role of the Sokes Africa will be to expose players from grassroots level at the age of 15 years to 21, where we'll be calling, instead of going to Europe, taking players right. to Europe mm -hmm. and spending a lot of money on the trip and the accommodation side, I should be calling scout, uh, catering their uh, uh, air tickets and accommodation here, they come and observe player here in Kenya or in Uganda sure. or in Tanzania at early age. And they give the players opportunity. They call the player in their various club, give them opportunity for a tryout, you see. Mm -hmm. Then spending millions of ceilings, taking 60 players to Europe or Spain or any other places that they conduct trials. And you find these players, they are not guaranteed that they are going to be selected. Right. That's a big yeah. risk. It's a big risk. So uh, I've organized for this event here where many players are subscribed from East African countries that next year they will join the event and be observed with the top scouts. I have I've partnered with the top clubs. I've partnered with the United, uh, Gulf United from Dubai. I've partnered with the Kagen from Belgium. Mm -hmm. I've partnered with uh, Wolverhampton, you see. The, those clubs will send their, uh, their scouts here. And I've also partnered with several uh, uh, football agents, uh, honors, uh, 
you see companies agencies okay. yeah they will come to kenya nairobi they will come here for two weeks observing players in each and every uh, uh, county because i've set up uh, uh, four county uh, uh, stadiums where we'll be conducting uh, our trials and uh, we will be camping there for one week, each and every uh, uh, county will be camping for one week, observing players. And okay. Andrew, to make it worse, eh? each and every country, county, we've got 600 players registered. Okay. And there are four counties, you see. And uh, I also, it touched me, Andrew, when most of the players from Kenya they uh, they got injury, they ended their career, mm. and no one is taking care of them. No one is recognizing on them. They don't have jobs. And people only believe that if you are playing, you are be an agent, or you either be uh, a coach. Mm -hmm. And for you to be a coach, you have to spend some money for studies. You see, and maybe right to the licenses and badges or a degree or something like that to, to get yeah. your coaching qualifications. Yeah. So uh, I've been uh, sympathizing for our fellow uh, colleagues that we played with. Uh, most of them got injured. They left football. Uh, they become they become you, you understand. Mm -hmm. They don't have something like income for them. They don't have jobs. So. I have created a platform for them as well, where I have uh, hired most of the players that uh, we played with and got an injury at early age as well, mm -hmm. or they are, they are aged, they, they are retired. They become the, the social enterprise, the Soccer Africa football scout, grassroots football scouts, whereby they scout players and the, the, the good players in the county leagues, sub-county leagues, and they bring them in the in the platform. So all we have like six to 700 scouts that are helping us to, to, to scout players in, in, in the county levels. Wow. And yeah. Amazing. So, so that's what I'm doing. And uh, yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy. And mm -hmm. it sure. needs a lot of resources whereby getting resources here is not that easy. Hmm. Um, I've been trying to look for other companies that have passion in sport, that have passion in investing in such kind of initiative, because we know what sport can do. Absolutely. Sport can change lives even in a school of an eye. There's mm -hmm. one player, everything is okay for their company. So uh, that's the story, Andrew, and that's what I'm doing here. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, David. I want to, there's many places I'd like to go, many questions that came to mind, um, you know, yeah. for that. So first, what I'm, I'm hearing and seeing is, you know, you unfortunately had your career cut short due to injury uh, and didn't have the support to, to rehabilitate yourself. Uh, and and what I find really inspiring about your story is that rather than taking that as kind of the end point, um, you use that problem as an opportunity, 
like you turned that problem on his head and, and said, what else can you do to, to help uh, the, the football and, and the general community um, in, in your country? Um, and I also love the yeah. idea of, of not only offering opportunities to players through the showcases um, and giving them opportunity to be seen by scouts in Kenya, in Uganda, in, in Tanzania, in, you know, in their home countries, so they don't have to pay thousands of, of dollars or, or euros to, to go to Europe when it's not, you know, we, like we said, it's a risk. It's not for sure that you'll be signed from a trial. So they can't be spending so much uh, money that maybe they don't have just for this opportunity. It's not really, not really a, a secure investment for them. Uh, so bringing scouts you know, is much more economical, much more sustainable, um, and they can see more players. And then I really love what you're doing with the ex players themselves, who are similar to you. Um, and and that's where I want to go with my next question. You know, so so because if if they get an injury and their careers ended short, it sounds like many of them don't have the qualifications, the studies, or any skills to rely on to to work and make an income. So that leads me to ask the question. You know, for for people in Kenya, young people like yourself, were you were you studying and playing football? You mentioned you got some of your school fees, like a scholarship um, to play schools football. Uh, but but is it more of just for most for most people in in Kenya? Hey, I'm I'm just going to be a footballer. I'm not going to study because it's going to distract me from my main goal, and I just need to make it as a footballer. And if I do that, then I'll be financially secure or is there an emphasis on academics as well like how does that normally work and, and how does that that perspective and mindset for like a, a young teenager who wants to become a professional okay Andrew I have an unbelievable story when it comes to education and I will share with you Please and do. uh, I don't think <laughs> if you will believe on it uh when I started uh, studying in uh, primary school, um, I loved football that much. And uh, I had a dream of playing for Chelsea, Arsenal, Man U, got it. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had like 50, uh, 70 to 80% was in football, training, uh, doing other things to be fit, you see. Yeah. And uh, the other remaining percent, like 30% was in education. So I was trying to balance education and, mm -hmm. uh, and my career as a football player. And uh, you know, if you don't study well, you don't perform well because practice make it perfect. So yeah. I was somehow perfect on, uh, on uh, football side than education side. So I, I, I went to uh, primary school, uh, standard eight, uh, grade eight, went to high school as well. And uh, I didn't have anyone to pay for me a school fee. I lost my mother and my father a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even see them. They died on an accident. Mm -hmm. So I'm raised with my grandmother. So the grandmother was whole and she was just a businesswoman and now she's whole. And uh, she only had one son who died a long time ago, and my mother. So we were just two with her. So mm -hmm. I had to fight on how she can eat, on how I can go to school, and how I can mm -hmm. balance myself with support. And uh, God did everything that he has planned for me. Uh, I went to high school, joined the school without any fee, just go to principal that I want to study. 
and I mm. want to do my uh, form four year study, get my certificate as well as I am also playing football. I'm a very good player in in in, in the pitch, and uh, uh, I lied to the to the uh, uh, principal that there is someone from Sweden that will pay for me my fee once you've uh, you've given mm. me the admission in the high school, and mm. he was like. Are you sure? Yes. And then I told me, yes. Uh, then I was admitted in the high school and uh, got admission number. And uh, I just dodged in and out there when he was chasing people to go for fee. I was going home, coming back, dodging, sleeping mm. in the dorm. Yeah. Until he noticed that I'm dodging, I have not paid. He called the ba Basa. Basa. I don't, I don't know if you know the Basa, who is taking care of the no, payment, the okay. uh, payment yeah, of the yeah, school. Yeah, the bursar, right, right. Kind of like the treasurer, yeah, yeah, yeah. finances. Yeah, so he asked him, he, we have this boy called David, and uh, has he paid any single cent since he joined the school? <laughs> now it's six months. <laughs> Not and, a single uh, cent. <laughs> Not a single cent. But mm. he, has, he started to look for me everywhere in school. In his classroom, if I saw him, I have to go to the toilet. I have to dodge with him, you see. Mm. So when it's reached to the, 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 the period of the high school ball games, I was on the page. I really played my best, Andrew, to please him, to give me a chance to study for free. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, since ever since the, the school has never reached even in the district level. And that time we played and uh, and reached in the district level, but he never cared. So mm -hmm. I was scouted with another principal called uh, Mr. Joseph Awaj. He was in another school. He liked players that are uh, are playing well, and he give them opportunity. He give them scholarship. Okay. So he 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 sniped me from that school. I went to high school, Otok High School, uh, studied there. I went in uh, Form 2 because I went in Form 1. I went to Form 2 now in, in Otok. And uh, I played there as well. Otok has never reached even uh, a county level. And you know what, Andrew? That year we reached in the regional level. Wow. And was happy about our performance about his scholarship that he has given us as players. Mm -hmm. we, we, we build a name, we build a, bl a brand for that school as well. Right. So okay. in, uh, we're in the, in the regional, um, we, we were back to, 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 to study, you see. And David, who is David? David worked again with another school. I'm kind of a person who went to six schools. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Six sizes. Wow. Oh, yeah. for, for new opportunities, David, right? And the need, right? Yeah. Had to so, be a lot of change. There's an, yeah, there's another school that uh, selected me called Apail. Apail is a, a big school here, it's a national school here in Nairobi, Kenya. They okay. were proceeding to East Africa uh, secondary ball games, and they selected me to go as their uh, player. So we went to play in Rwanda. They promised Dean that they will pay for me fee. And uh, we went to play bad luck. We didn't manage to, to win the, the league. And uh, 
the cup. So we came back, so it was time to study. And I told you that I was in form two now by then. So mm -hmm. we came to school, they wanted me to go back to form one again because they are they wanted me to be in, in, in school uh, team for like two or three years, you see. Right. And they I told like, them, there's too much talent. We can't let you go, right? There's too much talent, yeah. too much ability. Yeah. But then exactly. it was at the expense of your, you know, at the, the detriment of your academics, you know? Yeah. So I told them that uh, I want to play a top league in Kenya. I don't want to waste time in high school. And I want to study as well. You see, I just don't want to play football. So we never agree. And uh, I called my my former principal uh, and i told him that it's this and this and this and this guy want to take me to form one again and i want to finish my school and uh, mm -hmm. play a top league here and uh, he called me he said he told me that you come back to school and uh, we see what we can do and uh, football is about age and yeah. if i don't compete with my age with the football thing then i will not uh, achieve my dream I want to sit for the final exam. So I skip one form. He registered wow, me. Whole year, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he registered me in a, uh, in a, um, uh, a final exam. Uh, you see, I sat for exam. The first exam that I sat for, for indexing number, I was number 20 out of 85 students. It was like, mm. wow, you can do better if you focus on, on studies. So try your best, get a good rate, and join uh, the university. I took my time to study. I got uh, a good grade to join the university. Mm -hmm. I went and joined the University of Kenyatta University. I studied uh, a sports science course degree where uh, I have now. So the thing that I can tell uh, the players that are... Uh, just like me, you can go such kind of uh, uh, challenges that you can balance education and football. Mm -hmm. You can study as you are playing as well. Like when I joined Gormaya, after finishing my high school, I was studying as well at part-time in the Kenyatta University. Okay. Until I graduated, yeah. You see. Okay. So yeah, very, that very my so, so you had, you had then an option right even when you had your injury and your playing career ended you had the studies and you had the knowledge that you gained from that to rely on but do you think that yeah. that that most players within kenya and other parts of east africa is it just maybe they're in in schools for like the the school's football competitions like you mentioned with the one school that took you up abroad and then wanted to put you back a year and do you think most of them just say oh, i'm just gonna play or so is there like a a need to educate younger people that like, yes, you need to put your energy into developing as a footballer, but also you have to have this, this plan, because even if you have the best football career, eventually it would end when you're 32, 35, some, somewhere like that. And you have another yeah. 40, 50, 60 yeah. years of your life after that. I always tell our young people or players that are playing the league now that there is life after football career mm. you have to got education on some other things you see 
you have to study, you have to have your own business, you have to do a lot of things because you never know. You can get an injury right. and you don't invest somewhere and you don't study, you see, then you will find yourself in a, a difficult uh, situation. So it's good to, to study. I'm advising most of the kids, uh, focus on the two because there's life after uh, football. Right. Football is so for what, entertainment. What do they say? Do they yeah. believe you, David, or do they say, ah, oh, no, I'm going to be a star and I don't need another plan? What, what do they normally, how do they respond? Just like, as you said, some do believe, some don't. Mm. But if, you, if you, you don't want to listen for the advice, you see it with your eyes, you see. Yeah. So some, like, uh, we have got uh, Michael Alonga here is our top striker. Yeah, he played in uh, Aldula in, uh, in, Kala, in Qatar, you see. Mike is an engineer. Mike mm. is studying. Yeah. You see. Uh, I played with Mike in, in Gormaya. We signed at the same time. We okay. had the same dream. Yeah. He was he was uh, studying in at uh, Technical University of Kenya. I was studying at uh, Kenyatta University. You see. So with Mike is so, an engineer, there is life after football, and that's what we believe mm -hmm. on. After mm -hmm. finishing your career as a footballer, you've got something. You you have your career. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I'm curious too when life as a footballer for most footballers in in Kenya and East Africa, they're they're playing professional at the top level. Is the salary enough to like support their family? Is it enough to maybe then invest in some other businesses and other opportunities, or or is it really? Um, you know, there's like in many countries, there's a lot of status and prestige and fame with being a professional footballer, but you don't really have the 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 lifestyle that many people expect. How, how is it generally in, in East Africa, would you say? Uh, what I can say is that uh, it's not that easy, uh, Andrew. If we can't have uh, a medical insurance for a player, mm -hmm. Do you think they, 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 even the clubs pay a good salary? No, they don't. Some other clubs can even uh, take like six months. They have not paid players. Players are, mm. are being right. delaying, yeah. out from the, the, the rental houses that they live. So, so it's very hectic, you know. So I can't say that they get a good money to invest on. No, unless you get an opportunity. This is why we, we came up with the Sokes Africa. Give mm -hmm. young boys opportunity at early age, observed at early age with top scouts, top clubs, you see. Right. And if they get out there uh, in Europe or Asia, they will study, they will get some money to study, they will get, they will support their families as well. But here, uh, here is not a green pasture. Greener pasture is in mm -hmm. Europe and yeah, yeah. Here we, they struggle. They play for entertainment. And how right. I wish I could, I could even become a sport minister here in, in, in Kenya. Mm. I will implement uh, a study uh, or the, the, a program for players who are playing Premier League. We give them a chance to go to school, to universities, those who qualify, even if you didn't, go to technical colleges you see, right. for free. Yeah, just, just give another skill set, right? To give you another yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Because uh, you find it here, uh, you are a legend. You, 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 
you help the country brand you know we have people mm -hmm. here like um Dennis Oledge we have people here like um um Congestina Congestina was the world uh, boxer here champion okay okay you see but he came he got uh, uh, i don't know which kind of this illness was it but even the country don't recognize now and he used to play for Kenya you see mm -hmm. Dennis played in France played for Ambe Stars got a lot of goals no one cares about him now he needs, if he's back here you know you see so this kind of situation uh, if this uh, our conversation could be heard with our sport minister at least he can initiate some programs education programs for pl football players who are playing in the, uh, division 1 division 2 nation mm -hmm. uh, you see premier league they study for free they have some skills because there's life right. after football right you see mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they can't take care of them and all with all the history that they have for the country you, they can't spend all of them there are millions of people but if they start at a, a grassroots level they give them a chance to study right you see give them time to go to colleges technical colleges the people who manage to get uh, good grades go to school for free yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like there's definitely a need for that and and you're doing the best you can through the showcase africa to give opportunities to players and the ex players as well when you uh, I'm wondering, like, it sounds like even at a young age, when you were in, in secondary school, you were already starting to get a taste of the, the benefits and also some of the challenges of being a, an excellent footballer, right? Some of the benefits being having access to certain schools that, that maybe you wouldn't otherwise, right, if you didn't have those skills. But then, like in the case of the school that wanted you to go back and repeat a year just so that you could play with them longer, you saw some of the the downside of maybe being um, in situations that weren't fully to your benefit. So when, when you were a player, did you already start to think a bit of the business or, or how did you start to learn more about the business side of football, even as a player, what were some of those uh, moments and experiences where you say, okay, like, of course, what I do on the pitch is important, but there's so much outside of this that is, is really going to impact my, my lifestyle, my career, my family's ability to, uh, to live a comfortable life. Yeah, had as I told that I've uh, been raised with my grand. I, I don't know. Uh, it's when even I'm 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 studying to be a parent because I I, I don't know mm. what parents do for their kids because uh, no one did it for me. You see. Yeah. So um, I had the, uh, when I was playing, uh, I had to get my investment or do other things, and uh, most of my investment around people i do invest on a lot of people you see so uh i invested on some of the uh, other other properties that are helping me now mm. although they are not me, but they sustain me and my family because i didn't got a lot of time to play football sure yeah so it's investing in real estate then was something else you did and 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 within the, the business of football right how did how did you start to learn about the different 
ways that it worked because you were in Kenya, of course, at first at Gormaya, which is the biggest club in Kenya and, and one of the, probably the biggest in East Africa, arguably, right? So you're at a high level domestically. And then you had the opportunity to go abroad to Sweden and, and Qatar as well. So how did your view of, of the industry or the business change when you had the international opportunities? Uh, you know, uh, when you have uh, a good networks, uh, you are lucky. Like now, uh, being that I have networks outside for Kenyans in, in Qatar, in Sweden, in, in, in Spain, and uh, I told you that Gormaya is a big club here. Um, yes. I sell the merchandise of uh, uniforms, jerseys for Gormaya okay. out, you see. So those are the things that help the, 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 my organization uh, to run, run everything that we are doing here. Yeah. So the merchandise is part of that. And, and how about like, when did you have an agent that, that took you to Sweden or were you scouted directly by the club? And, and like, how did that, that opportunity come around for you? Uh, I have, uh, I've got family in, uh, some of my family lives in uh, Stockholm. And, okay. uh, yeah. So uh, the club shared uh, with me, the details and I told the club that I want to go at least play uh, in a greener pasture in Sweden and the chairman released me and the chairman is a good person it was the first it was the it was the one it was the one who, who, who scouted me in the high school ball games and he gave okay. me a chance yeah so he's a great person and he released me we sent the transfer market uh, profile and uh, videos and the club was playing division three and by then okay. and uh, they signed me i went there and they signed me and do you remember a lot of uh like contract negotiations with them or did they say hey this is what we're going to give you take it or or stay at gormahia how did that work you know uh when you want something uh, you don't need to bargain on it because mm -hmm. it was you who approached the club not the club mm -hmm. approached you so okay. I was happy with the, the, the contract they gave me. They gave me an opportunity. And uh... so it's just, oh, you're, you just want that opportunity no matter what, right? And, and yeah. uh, so, so then you see, you're in now, Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. You see, now I count myself that I played in, in, in Europe. I played in, in Sweden. You see? Mm -hmm. There are some opportunities that you, look, you have to, uh, to go for. You don't wait for opportunity to, to come for you. You go for the opportunity and prove yourself that you deserve to be in that place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it had a, a, a big impact. What do you think you learned the most from, from playing in Sweden, from emigrating and going to a new country? And then what, what, what has kind of stuck with you and, and helped to shape you as a person from that experience? Uh, I've learned a lot of things, Andrew. Uh, that many people don't have. Mm. Uh, like it's good to be exposed. There are a lot of things outside here. There's a lot of our good ideas, business ideas, and a lot of things that you can do outside here. Exchanging yeah. minded, uh, uh, you see, uh, with people, you talk to different people, being social, you learn a lot. So uh, it's good not to stay in one place, at least travel outside, interact with mm -hmm. other people, 
from there you will got uh, a lot of ideas that can help you in future sure yeah so i've learned a lot of things outside excellent and these excellent. are the things then... that we are trying to implement here in kenya mm. yeah mm. because yeah, you see with... yeah uh, in europe um there's companies that are are, are conducting uh, trials you have to pay there's academy academy that you have to pay but here in africa or in kenya if you tell someone that you have to pay to attend the trial he is like uh, the, the talent is mine i'm talented you see mm. he don't want to invest in himself you see so these are the things we want to in, because if he pay, if he pay uh, uh, that one is going to create a job opportunity for the other person and he is also sure. going to get an, an exposure is going to get a chance is going to get a, a professional contract is going to get a job but mm-hmm. they, until now they don't understand that football is business they don't you see so those are the things that we are trying to initiate in africa and in, in kenya as well you see so that they 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 learn from other people that have got exposure from outside right yeah right and so it's it sounds like it's you know you went to a different culture and and got to see how things happen and got that exposure to new ideas and yeah. you started to be open to that right and and understand and, and try to take some of that and it sounds like part of the challenge for you now with with your work through the showcase africa is that that cultural side of it just like you have the conversations about education it's also how the how the business of football works um in, in many cases and um you know and and so that's something that i'm sure will will take some time um yeah. what do you think like if you put yourself in the the mindset of one of these players from the different counties that come to the showcase um you know or maybe you can remember yourself as a player you know what do you think is their their mindset going into these like uh, are they nervous are they feeling um a, a bit motivated and inspired inspired for this opportunity um are they feeling uh like overwhelmed do you think or is it the first time they've been seen by by scouts and feeling that pressure like what do you think is going through their their head and their hearts at these uh at these events yeah uh just like i said before is that uh, not everyone going to believe it until it's done so the parents that are supporting the the programs and supporting their uh, their their kids you see because there is no lunch there's no free lunch in the world you know mm-hmm. and they have to they have to they have to they register with some money you see to attend uh, the event you have to go for the opportunity i paid my air ticket to go to sweden i look for mm-hmm. a lot of things you know where i'm going to stay for like so month for travel to see so if you don't chase the opportunity or look for it it will not look for you so mm-hmm. that's what i'm telling them and many players many parents are like uh-huh this is a good chance for my kid this is a good opportunity for me as a football player you see yeah yeah and and yeah it's it's true it's like an investment like you're taking a course or there's so many things i've been been doing but it it takes it takes a level of self belief um and yeah. and also i think courage right because they could they might think oh we're just paying you but there's so many players here and only one will be selected so i don't really have a chance um so you have to 
you know, you have to have that self-belief, but then you have to be open to the possibility that maybe you won't be selected or you're not good enough. And um, that I think for many people, it could be this, this fear in their head that's keeping them from that opportunity. Right. Um, and, and maybe staying within their, their comfort zone. So then years after their career, they can just say, Oh, I was so good, but, but no one noticed me when really they, they could have done so much more and taken more, uh, more ownership for themselves. I'm curious, you know, so we talked about the player's perspective in the showcases when you're speaking to clubs in Europe, in Asia, you know, from, from the middle East, like, and you say, Hey, I've got these, this showcase in, in East Africa. Um, how do they normally respond? Do they say, oh, this is interesting. I'm sure there's so much talent or they're going to say, well, we only know Victor Wanyama. He's one of the only big players. So we don't think there's many players in East Africa. And, and what are those conversations uh, and those, those opinions and those perspectives from most clubs? Like, what are they like? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, Andrew, uh, most of the big ex club, uh, they are afraid to come to Africa to low division to, uh, to scout player there, and not knowing that uh, that's the, the that's where we've got good quality players, you know. Because uh, me as an African, I understand African culture more than anybody. How we behave, how we socialize, you know. So how we lie on our ages. How we, there are a lot of mm -hmm. things that players are doing here. You see, mm -hmm. you you invest on, on a player. Uh, that's all already played for a Premier League club in Kenya. You are seeing him as a, as a 20 years old or 23, and he's 28. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So you think you've invested well uh, in a player that is already playing, that has got video, has got transformer kit, not knowing that he has lied to you. He will only play for your club for one season and is over. You know. Then mm. coming to the grassroots level, sending your scout to the grassroots level, you invest on someone who is really young, you see, who has not lied for has not lied for you on age. So this is okay. what I, I'm telling the clubs that it's good to identify player when he's, he's still young in the grassroots level, is in high school level, then focusing to invest on a player who has got video and is good, you see, and not mm. knowing that you've invested on in, in something that will only will will not last, you know. Right. So and maybe he's already uh, developed, right? And maybe he's already yeah, at um, his maximum potential, whereas you get yeah. the players from the grassroots. So it sounds like then the, the opportunity for clubs is to find the players really before they're even getting into the top leagues in Kenya, right? Before they're even getting to uh, you know, the, those higher levels. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. So some clubs do believe on me. Some uh, are not interested, but we cope with the people who are interested. You see, yeah. Sure, sure. Same one. The the ones who are open to the opportunity and open to the experience. Um, and so let's say let's fast forward. Let's pretend we've got our time machine and we go forward in five years or, or ten or fifteen years. Let's say let's say in fifteen years from now. Um, cause how long have you been running the showcase Africa so far? Uh, this, uh, as I told you before, I was working for other people in Europe mm -hmm. and I find it difficult for a player to play, to pay like 3000 euro, uh, yeah. to attend the event. That one you've not included your flight ticket, you know, and, uh, you go there, uh, you are not guaranteed that you are going to be selected. 
you see. Mm -hmm. So this is why uh, I started my own uh, social enterprise company uh, to organize the event like this. They and call scout to come in the grassroots here. They observe the players from 15 years to 21. If they can invest on one or two players, they go with, you see, give them chance, you know, see the fruit of the player, you know, for, mm -hmm. for a direction, you know. So uh, it's going to be the first event in Kenya where, okay. yeah, where some of the players from East African countries, Uganda and, uh, and uh, Tanzania, Rwanda, they have seen an opportunity and they are registering, you see, to come and uh, attend the, the event. And uh, okay. in two to three years or five years, if you get people that might be interested in investing on such kind of things, uh, we can develop or build uh, uh, hub centers for sports hub centers in these countries for our event only. Mm -hmm. Because even here in Kenya, we lack stadiums, you know, we lack good pitches, you see. Sure. So my focus is to, in five years to come, is to have sport hubs, you know, centers, uh, uh, good quality pitch that we can conduct our own trials in these counties you see right okay so that's a a, a goal then to to have more of a, a physical footprint maybe some of your own locations to to benefit the region um how else do you define success within within the role of the showcase africa how else would you say we've done and achieved these things so we've been successful uh Right now, uh, we don't have story yet. Uh, it's what we are building, building now to have a great mm -hmm. story, whereby we will bring uh, Top Scout here. For the first time, uh, uh, Top Scout will be here, Man City, uh, Wolves, what, what, to come and list of sub players here. While they come mm -hmm. to absorb players, they will also, we will also change uh, other culture, you see. Um, players will learn a lot of things from them, you see. So we'll have a great story uh, coming next year uh, from the event, how many players will be selected because uh, um, like now, like scouts have acquired like 130 players that they will pick, you see, uh, okay. in, in, in local league here because I partner with the local clubs as well. They will, uh, they have promised to select at least two players uh, in the event and we have okay. like uh, uh, 50 clubs, over 50 clubs here that are playing in uh, uh, top league, uh, second division one. So I see. Sure. So and even giving domestic opportunities as well. Uh, yeah, domestic. The, yeah, the local professional level. Okay. Yeah. And also the people that, the players that will be lucky to be selected with Wolves, uh, uh, Kagans, you know, uh, Gulfs United, they will go. They will get the opportunity, they will get chance, then they will sign, they will get job, you see. Yeah, so we'll have a good story next year. Yeah, sure. It's building, yeah. right? It takes time, and and you want to have the right opportunities for your players too, the right the right partners internationally where they're they're being treated well, where they're having a good professional experience, and once you get that success story, then you you become more of a household name, and then it's not as difficult to uh, to to try and convince these players to invest in themselves and, and be a part of the process, and also. For the scouts too, you can say, "Hey, this player's with this club or, or with this other this club," and showing that you know there really is the talent. Um, so it sounds like between the the local clubs, the international clubs, local players, those are a lot of your your partners. Um, you know, 
what what are some of your other uh, partners or, or other people or other organizations who are you looking for uh, for assistance to? Can you hear me, David? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, it just um, broke up for a moment. Great. Yeah, it's, it's breaking. So we've got uh, local partners, uh, companies, you see, uh, county governments, sports, uh, you see. Yeah, but uh, they are not enough because we want to bring as many scouts as possible. The scouts uh, will need to be accommodated. We need domestic transport because they are giving us opportunity to mm -hmm. serve our players at a grassroots level. Yeah. So I need as many partnerships as possible, as many sponsorships as possible uh, to run this kind of uh, initiative uh, in Africa. Uh, because mm -hmm. I don't want to do it in, in Kenya as well only. Uh, I don't want to give players hard time because some will not get money from Uganda to come to Kenya. Uh, you mm -hmm. see how they accommodate themselves because I want to do it in, in Kenya, uh, Tanzania, Ghana, Senegal, you see, each and every country to have his showcase uh, Africa uh, trials where Scout will be going to that country. And I'm also trying because it's like, uh, it's also helping tourists as well. It will help the government in touring, you see. Yeah, so, exactly, bringing many yeah. people to their area, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to reach the tourist minister and minister them down that uh, this is the kind of initiative that will help the economy as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as far as like other business partners or sponsors, um, who, who do you think if there's anyone listening that, you know, is in a position uh, to, to look to sponsor, like what type of businesses and industries could benefit from from partnering with the Showcase Africa and, and connecting to your mission and, and your vision of, of how you want to help players get new opportunities? Yeah, uh, we've got uh, associate uh, uh, partnership, uh, you see. Uh, we can help the, 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 the companies, uh, brand, we can advertise them uh, during the Showcase Africa games. We have their banners. We share their lives on our uh, uh, Facebook pages, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You see, and during the the, the 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 event, also we've got their banners around the field. Uh, mm -hmm. We do the coverage, media coverage. Uh, you see, so uh, sure. any person that might be listening to this and would like to partner with me. Uh, we can uh, give him uh, a brand to his uh, business and companies. We can uh, you see, do the marketing side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can Absolutely. be on our yeah. shirts. Yeah, they can be our shirts, you know. Uh, we'll advertise so on the TV. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a lot of opportunities within within the, the country of, of Kenya and eventually the whole region, each, East Africa. Yeah. So. Anyone listening, please uh, get the, the wheel spinning and, and think about uh, how, how Showcase Africa could fit in with, with your company's mission. Um, I guess, um, you know, kind of one of the, the, the last questions I'd like to go here is we look at big picture for people who don't know much about, um, you know, Kenyan football in, in general. Um, what do you think makes a makes like a, a, the qualities of a, a good Kenyan player, right? If we talk about a good Spanish player, we're thinking about technique we're thinking about uh first touch and, and quick passing 
uh, and movement off the ball. If we're looking at a, you know, maybe typically a, a, a French player, right. You're going to see a more athleticism mixed with some of the, the, the technical ability, right. And, and uh, if you're looking at German players, a lot of the, the competitiveness and, and certainly some uh, athleticism too. And, and so, you know, different countries have various profiles. Brazil, we know what a Brazilian player uh, is going to look like. So, so what do you think is like the typical quality Kenyan player? What are the, some of those uh, characteristics that you could tell us? Okay. Uh, whatever I can tell uh, you is that the African player is physique, you know. And uh, if I'm talking to Kenyan players, uh, it's fear and technique. Mm. And they, they think, you know, that's what I've learned from Kenyan footballers. The physical fitness is okay. And they have techniques that work, no technique. And uh, also they think very fast. Mm. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So high, uh, high game IQ. And does that come from, you know, when they're playing a lot and when you played at a younger age, were you just playing a lot in, in your, your village and your neighborhood and just playing in the fields or was it more, structured with official trainings or you know what what does it look like that that development process uh for a player in kenya uh i can't say that uh, there's someone or there's somewhere they develop this kind of, uh, of, of of techniques and we are hardworking many mm. people have got big dreams here so they are mm. working on it yeah they want to play in europe they want to play in asia they want to earn good money and they know that they have to have they have to be fit and they have to go to, to have a, a techniques so sure they are working on themselves yeah they're working on themselves because we have top uh, academies here but there are not that many they don't expose expose players you see yeah yeah and uh sounds like that that hunger and that drive is such a a big element to football because um, in a in your career individually or over the course of a season as a team, it's just challenge, 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 challenge. And and how do you respond, right? How do you overcome those challenges? So the the heart and the mentality is so important and often overlooked since the time that you were playing or maybe from you were in school's football to now. What's an area or two where, where football has improved, where it has gotten better within Kenya or within East Africa? Um, you know, where have you seen some some growth and improvement? local leagues, county leagues, sub-county leagues. Because there you find they are playing uh, uh, with passion, you know. Mm. They don't play to be paid, you know. Fans are there, they attend the, 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 the matches. They are even in the Premier League here, you see. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of improvement in the grassroots level than uh, Premier League level. And this is why I'm focusing mm. on in the high school ball games tournaments the grassroots than in the league level because no one focuses on the league level you see we don't even have the media that coverage the, the the premier league you see mm. we had sport we had the not sport sorry we had the super sport before it was quite good the players could be seen with the top clubs from europe and asia and everywhere but now okay. we are in we are in dim light you know no one can we are just the same. No one can realize that there's a good player in top Premier League in Kenya because we don't have uh, media that are showing the taking coverage. Not even the, domestically. They don't even cover yeah, it domestically. Yeah. It's just more for local coverage and teams. Interesting. Yeah. 
So if we can even have the companies that can do the coverage of the uh, local uh, leagues in Kenya, they will have a lot of people watching the game, using the app and everything, because mm -hmm. there is where the football, they play with passion. They don't play to be paid. They don't play to be seen with any 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 any, any club, because no, they know that no one will go for them there. They will end their career there if they don't get exposure. So that's where I've seen the uh, improvement, Andrew. Great, great, and it's important to have the grassroots level because without a strong, you know, development pathway, you know, and grassroots pathway, then you just have a with the lack of organization, then you're losing all that that potential and the talent and. And yeah. even if it doesn't end up in international professional contracts, it sounds like just the the way that the the lower division, the county leagues, give some identity to the community and give a, yeah. a place to gather for people uh, socially. It sounds like it's doing such an important role in the way that the maybe the top Premier League clubs within Kenya cannot really uh, compete with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so one of my last questions, then you talked about the county leagues, give us a virtual tour, a mental tour of what that might look like from a, a match day experience. What are we going to see, hear, taste, feel, touch, smell? What, what is that experience like when you go to, you know, the, these local grassroots games on match day? Uh, the local experience is somehow very great because you'll meet different people. You'll see different culture. You'll see in different communities see that how they behave how they conduct the football and you'll see uh, different talents you know uh, in in the games so there there's a good culture exchange in if you visit there you see a lot of things mm -hmm. yeah and so a lot of places there... you know you you might come to kenya and uh, uh, you only know Ruma Park or other places, you know. <laughs> and if you go to grassroots local there, you'll see a lot of things, a lot of creatures, a lot of islands, a lot of mm. uh, like lions, hyenas for free. We're not going even for in the park, you see. Sure. <laughs> They're just this is just the town lion, right? The the yeah. lion that goes around the town. Hopefully uh, yeah. they don't want to share the pitch at the same time as the players. All right, David. Well, it's been a fantastic conversation and I've learned so much about, you know, that some of the challenges and the opportunities within football in Kenya and, and East Africa in general. Uh, thank you for sharing your personal story and your journey with us. And as we end every podcast episode, could you finish the sentence because football? Uh, because football. Uh, what I can say, Andrew, is that uh, uh, we are happy. Uh, so I'm happy for giving me this kind of opportunity uh, to share my story with your podcast. Well, David, thank you so much again for sharing your story. And to everyone listening and, and viewing and watching, thank you so much for your time and your interest in, in hearing more about this. Hopefully it will create some interest and, and lead you on a journey to learn more about football in Kenya and in East Africa and Africa in general, uh, as, as we really hope to, to expand and put a, a microscope on many regions of the world and how the game impacts them. So thank you so much for watching and we'll see you on the next episode.